When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Uh, Martin had a dream. Martin had a dream. Kendrick have a dream.
Folks, if that doesn't get you in the mood for a new week, I don't know what will. What What is up, you guys? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Monday, folks. Monday fun day. We have got five full days of a work week, and I am here to gently walk you into that week. Did we have a good weekend? I did too much this weekend. How about you guys? We Like I've said before, we got to stop this. We can go back into quarantine. Let's do this. Let's get a couple weeks of quarantine under our belt. We come back strong in August. We'll make the agreement, come back strong in August. We'll take September off. Let's just do every other month. October, we'll we'll go out and party. November, chill out. December, huge month for us. And then we go into the new year. Um, I hope you guys had the best weekend ever. I hope everybody's being safe out there. We are. Everything is opening up for a lot of us. But let's, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. I'm reading a lot about this uh, this other variant crap, so just be safe out there, folks. Um, but uh, I hope you're here to laugh today, because today, as always, on Mondays, we do the pop culture roundup. So we have none other than than the 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 lady of so bad it's good, Miss Sophie Ross, joining us. We had a really fun conversation about so many things. I was just I just sat down to watch Potomac, Real Housewives of Potomac premiere tonight, and uh, I I got about thirty minutes in. And and what I'm going to tell you guys is I'm starting Real Housewives of Potomac off on a clean slate. Uh, I I I I'm going to love all of these ladies equally, even though Candace does not deserve to be there. And um, she deserves everything that came to her last season. I don't think she deserves to be there. And Giselle is a green-eyed demon. But uh, but but I am starting even, and I love all of them equally. Even though Candace is a horrible person and does not belong in this show at all. But I will start equally, and I will love all of them equally. Even though Candace is a horrible person, I am going to start evenly. I'm. <laughs> you know what's so fun? I love having strong opinions about these shows and I encourage strong opinions. You know, if you want to love Lisa Rinna, I mean, that's on you. You've obviously made some weird decisions in your life, but I respect that. I will fight for your freedom to like Lisa Rinna, even though you're completely wrong. You know, it is funny. I love, I love, and I hate how personal people take these things, but I do it myself, you know, but also I just, there is no right answer except 
for usually the ones that I say. Of course, we can all agree on Jax Taylor being a horrible person, right? Happy birthday, Jax. Jax turned like 46 today or something. I think I think he says he's 41, but I think he's probably like 46. I don't know. He's up there. Um, but happy birthday to the man that kind of started this podcast. And somebody sent this to me. Uh, my friend Lexi sent this to me, and she um, she goes, yo, look at Britney's Instagram birthday post to Jax. And I couldn't because I'm blocked, you know? So I was like, and by the way, if anybody sends me these things, it just says post unavailable when somebody's blocked me. So when you send it to me, I always go, oh, who blocked me? It's usually like Jax or Lisa Renner or something like that. So always send a screenshot. But this just said, happy birthday, Jax Taylor. We love you so much. And it was from her and little baby Couchy. And it was a picture of the three of them. But I got to say, and I know this is, I don't want to start your week off weird, but isn't it weird she didn't write paragraphs? Because Jax usually does, he's really performative with his love. And he'll like usually like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he'll go on like, to the first day I met you, to the last day when I heard you screaming out the window. You know, like he, he really shows us his love. But Brittany just, just said, happy birthday, Jax. We all love you. Which is short and simple, sure. But part of me was kind of like, I wonder if Jax in the back of his head of like, I put bread on the table with my diff eyewear promotions and all I get is two sentences. But there's no way he would do that, right? He's not that kind of guy. But anyways, just something to keep an eye out on, you know. I mean, motherhood, I'm sure she's going through hell. Do you guys remember when Brittany was really pregnant and he would post like the worst photos of her? <laughs> he literally, you guys, I said this, he posted a photo at the OBGYN and he did like an upskirt shot at the OBGYN where she didn't know he was taking it. And she's like, look, it was always like, look at my beautiful wife. And then she, he would post an unflattering photo. And I'm like, if I, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, I can't tell if he's like, like secretly hates her or not. You know, that's probably just in my head. See, Jax is already gaslighting me still to this day. Um, I wish, oh, oh my God, you guys, I forgot to tell you. Okay, So Bad It's Good has a phone number now. Um, I talked about this last week that I wanted to do this, and a lot of you guys said sign up for this Google Voice. So your boy signed up for Google Voice. You can leave messages at this number. You can hear me, um, you can hear me say, hey, what's up, you guys, uh, at the first if you if you want to hear my sweet dulcet tones. And let me give you the number if you want to call and leave a message for your boy. I'm trying to find out where it is here. Hold on one sec, you guys. Okay, you guys got a pen and paper? Here it goes. 323, that's 323-425-9542. So you can leave a voicemail for the show, but I do want to warn you, if you do leave a voicemail for the show, you are giving me full permission to sell it to Russia. No, you're giving me full permission to play it on the episode. So feel free to leave any thoughts that you have. Uh, try not to be too hateful. Um, I might ask you at times on the podcast to leave messages if I want to hear like, hey guys, will you give me a funny date story? Or what did you think about Potomac? So, you know, feel free, I don't to use it. This might be a horrible idea, but I just thought it would be cool. The next step up in So Bad It's Good history. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of that, your boy is on Cameo. <laughs> yeah, I told you this last week, but I really am. And I am going to a little place tomorrow called Buca de Beppo. 
uh, you guys might know it by its real name, uh, Dorit's Room, or the Capri Room, as the locals call it, in beautiful Encino, California, because I'm going to shoot some cameos I got. So if anybody would like a cameo from me, uh, from Buca de Beppo, uh, I don't know how many I can get in before they kick me out. Um, I'm going to be going around lunch tomorrow. So if anybody, and, and I'll probably go a couple times. Depending on how many cameos I get, I mean, I'll just keep going back until they ask me to stop. <laughs> sir, you need pants in here, sir, please. Um, so if you want that, it, just go over to Cameo. I think type in Ryan Bailey or So Bad It's Good. It should pop up. And uh, yeah, I know it's silly, but I'm going to try to make it the most fun that you can get out of a cameo. Plus, I'm going to be talking to the managers over there to solidify a little thing called a... Buka de Beppo, so bad it's good. Meet up. That's right, folks. Something I've been promising for a long time is close to coming to fruition. Can you feel that? That's the goose pimples that have just popped up all over your body when you are partying at some place that's going to take you to a faraway location. You're going to be like, Am I in Capri, Italy? No. You're in beautiful Encino, California, partying with all of your friends from So Bad It's Good. Ryan Bailey, Bill Bailey, Becky Bailey. <laughs> I think that's it. But, you know, the maybe Brandy Glanville will be in the area. Who knows? Maybe we can get surprise guests. Who knows? The world is our lemon oyster. You know what I'm saying? So exciting stuff. Also, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. And please continue to leave five-star reviews if you really like the show. If you don't, there's so many podcasts out there, and, and we can help you find them because we have so many great guests on here. Um, I got so many great guests for you guys this week. We are back to five episodes this week. Um, you guys, thank you so much for all of the positive feedback about my solo Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap I put out on Friday. That was so fun to do, and I felt especially unhinged. But you guys seem to like it. You guys seem to like my Sutton, like, I'll say, I'll say, I'm Sutton. Ah, <laughs> how dare you? It's hot outside. Or my uh, my Dorit, of course. I am a child of the world. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. So I am going to do a Real Housewives of Potomac solo recap on Tuesday's episode. We already have a great interview, but I'm going to add that to that as well. Remember, you guys, if you don't like any of the blah, 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 blah talking that I do, just use the timestamp. You can skip right to the interview right now. You can skip right to Sophie Ross and pass all of this business garbage, as we say in the business. Um, let's see. Um, I had a great weekend. I really did. I had a nice weekend. I'm back in Los Angeles. I got to see friends this weekend. I got to do cool things. I got to hike. I saw a water bottle on the head couple on Saturday. You guys, for, for all the baddies out there that, that, that don't know, I talked about this, I think in the second episode I ever did was that I'm a, um, I don't like sports as you guys can tell by my, uh, lack of voice coordination, but there's this couple I used to see, or I still see, and they would walk up Runyon Canyon, which is a, a hiking place close to where I live in Los Angeles, and they would hike with water bottles on their head. And they would just slowly move up this really steep hill. And I would always watch them, and I would always be fascinated, because to me, I was like, that is the height of romance, you know? In my head, I always made up, like, who who are these people? Like, how do you get to be a water bottle? On How do you even know you want to do that as a couple? Like, who, like, you're like, hey, honey, like, 
you want to try this water bottle on the head thing? Like, who brings that? Is it the girl that brings it to the guy? Does the guy bring it to the girl? Does the guy force it on a girl? But it was so fascinating. And to me, I was like, I want that. I want a water bottle on the head couple. I want to be part of a water But to me, you know what I'm saying? It was like two people on the same page. I found this weird beauty in it. Because I, I just, I don't know. To me, that's what we're all looking for, right? We're looking for a partner that likes to do the stupid shit we like to do. And maybe that includes putting a water bottle on your head and hiking up a hill. I want that. You guys might want that, right? Sometimes that's we just want somebody that likes the same stupid shit we do. And so, but you know your boy. I'm scared of everything. So, like, I would come, I would... I have a hole on my my personal Instagram, which is Ryan Bailey twenty five. I think there's a highlight reel up there. It might be on the So Bad It's Good one as well, but it just is water bottle on the head couple. And I would just sneak pictures of them every time I was in front of them or behind them. And each time after I talked about them on the podcast, there were so many times I, I would go up and, and go, okay, I'm gonna say hi today. I'm going to find out. And I was like, I'm going to interview them. And then I heard the guy once again, like a really kind of Slavic, like a very thick, like, no, no. And like, I heard him kind of being gruff and that really scared me. So I was like, you know what? Maybe things sometimes it's better in the imagination. Like never meet your heroes, they say. And the water bottle on the head couple are heroes of mine. But if you like, sometimes I would see him and not her. Or sometimes her and not him. And I'd always be scared. I'm like, oh my God, are they in a fight? Or water bottle on the head couple in a fight? And I have to say, I saw him a couple times through COVID. But like she has stopped putting the water bottle on her head. And as somebody that goes to therapy, as somebody that, that did couples counseling when I was married, that's never a good sign when somebody decides to take the water bottle off the head. So I don't know if they're they're. I mean, they're still hiking together. And plus, they're an older couple, you know. I mean, we're not meant to be walking up hills with water bottles on our head. You know what I mean? So I'm trying not to think the worst. But it had been a minute since I had seen them. And Saturday, I hiked up the hill pretty fast. And I was kind of happy that I even got out of my bed and did it, you know, and I saw him and like, it always does. I shit you not. It always makes me feel, it always makes my heart feel good because I don't know, like it's just those things that it's comforting, you know, like I would be very sad if I ever heard anything happen to them, but, um, I, I've never talked to them. And, and if you live in Los Angeles and you hike Runyon, a lot of people will comment on like the photos I post to them and they'll be like, Oh my God, I saw them. They're, they're always there. You know, they are a very known entity at that place. Uh, maybe someday I'll make a water bottle on the head couple t-shirt, you know, I don't know. So, um, I did that this weekend. I, I watched a lot of uh, you guys. I'm into this now. I I told you I was watching Better Call Saul. I'm watching The Americans now. I'm like, <laughs> a friend pointed out like, oh, cool. You're watching all the shows my parents watch. And I'm like, and I tried to argue. And then I was like, oh, maybe. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm really proud of myself for watching something other than reality shows. But I guess I'm kind of diving into an older person show territory. But I'm cool with that. Better Call Saul was amazing. The Americans is really good. Who knew I was into espionage? But I guess I am. Uh, Black Widow, awesome. 
Um, let's see. Oh, I saw Bo Burnham's Inside finally on Netflix, which answers the question, what would a theater kid do if he had a Netflix budget? No, it was good. It was good. I, I think I've watched too many reality shows, though. If you guys have seen it, I think it's very moving at times, very funny at times. But also I question, I would love to know more about how it was made. Um, I don't know. That's all I'll say. I'm going to think. I want to process it. I just saw it. And my friend watched, made me watch a movie called The Invitation, which is kind of a horror film. So I saw that. That was good. But it's it's great to like – it's great to see things again when things are back open in the world because you know how we were all trapped inside and we were processing art and entertainment all in the same room that we were living in? But it's good to break that up with like going outside and seeing people and eating with friends. And, and, you know, we have to, it's like I was talking about like working out with ankle weights on, you know, it's like, that's what it feels like right now to hang out with people. It feels weird. It feels awkward. It feels not right. But that's like, cause we're just going out there with ankle weights on. We're working our way up to being comfortable around people again. It should feel weird, right? We haven't done a lot of these things in so long. So if you feel awkward like I do, I'm just going to say, I think that's okay. I think that means we're human. And I think we just got to keep going until um, until we feel okay. Because I do think actual human contact, I think this counts in a way, but actual human contact really is one of the key things about this life potentially god okay i'm gonna stop i sound like a real asshole and this isn't a self-help podcast anyways let's get to some entertainment news before we get to sophie but i just want you guys to have the best week ever thank you so much i've gotten so many great messages from you this podcast seems to kind of be growing a little bit and it is so cool you guys are all so nice and even the ones that don't like me they seem kind of nice as well so i hope everybody has a great week and remember last self-help thing it is okay not to be cool it is okay. I am not cool. I wanted to be cool for so long. I'm accepting that I'm not, and it's okay. We're okay. We don't need to be the coolest or the smartest or the funniest. We're all good. We can just like shit, be good people, fall in love, date some people, eat some good food, all that shit, have kids. All you know, We can do that, all that stuff, without being cool. We got each other's back. Okay. So me and Sophie talk about so many pop culture stories, but I want to just kind of go over a couple um, that I didn't talk about. Now, I thought this was an interesting story because it involves um, Scooter Braun. Now, Scooter Braun, of course, we know as Justin Bieber's manager, also Demi Lovato's manager, Ariana Grande's manager, but also he is the guy that bought the um, the masters of Taylor Swift's early music and supposedly did not give her a chance to buy those masters back. He supposedly did this deal behind her back, and Taylor is furious and is re-recording her entire discog- discograph- discograph- discography. You know, sometimes we're not supposed to say words. All of her albums, again, just to say, F you, Scooter, you're not going to do this to me. But anyways, we get word he was married for seven years. He just celebrated his seven-year anniversary this week. And we have news coming out this weekend. Scooter Braun and wife Yael, Yale, Y-A-E-L Cohen, separating after seven years of marriage. And uh, 
there's a quote in people says their friendship is the best it's ever been, but they're taking some time apart to sort things out. Come on. What a weird quote. Their friendship is the best it's ever been, but they've decided to not be together. <laughs> what? You know what? Their golf game together is amazing, but they've just decided they hate each other, you know, intimately. Uh, the quote continues. So many couples went through this during the pandemic. They love each other. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. They they love each other and just need some time apart and will hopefully bounce back for their kids. Adds a second source. This was two sources, you guys. It was two separate people. I love that it was like many couples went through this during the... Many billionaire couples went through this during the pandemic. <laughs> okay. Well, they do share a couple kids. That's not funny. Um, but the other funny thing was um, he, he, he wrote her like a, an Instagram post midweek about their seven years of marriage and said something like, baby, it's just beginning. And I'm like, Jesus, that's what OJ said at one point. Um, no, that's a horrible joke. But, um, but the only thing I just, I would really be curious what Taylor Swift has said behind closed doors. Cause this Scooter Braun, remember you're like, why did I just hear that name? You heard that name on Real Houses of Beverly Hills two weeks ago when Garcelle asked Erica Jane that she had heard a rumor that Scooter Braun was hooking up with Erica Jane. And Erica was like, I didn't do that at all. <laughs> I slathered THC all over my Um, if you guys don't listen to the show regularly, that's my amazing Erica Jane voice. How are you doing? I'm Erica Jane. Um, so, Scooter Braun allegedly cheats a lot. I do want to have a larger conversation at some point because I do get into the Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian, Lamar Odom story today. What is it? I think we live in a society now. Like, can we even... I feel like... It should be some sort of law. Are we, like, cool with guys, successful guys cheating? Because I seem to hear that a lot. It's like guys cheat all the time, but then I hear a lot of, well, he's really successful. That just happens. Like, they normalize it. Like, I'm like, okay, but can we just, can we at least put that out there so everybody knows that? Because I think that would make men, like, strive to be more successful. You're like, are you telling me if I make over $30 million a year, I can cheat? Very cool. It is these weird things, though. I do hear from women, like, he's an NBA player. What do you expect? I'm like, first off, okay, so NBA players are already fucking rich as hell, but now they get to cheat as well just because they're, like, good at basketball? That's crazy. I just, I want to get on the same page here. I I always thought, and call me crazy or old-fashioned or Midwestern, is that you're not supposed to cheat. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I've only watched one episode of the new Gossip Girl. I'm sure they'll tell me how to handle cheating. But um, I've, I was always told that cheating was bad. And it seems like, it seems like Chloe does not give a rip. Man, that Chloe loves to dress up like a clown. Like for Halloween, she doesn't even need to, like there's just, it's like nonstop clownery over there. Like, how insecure do you have to be to keep t- taking this Tristan Thompson back? I mean, it is ridiculous. But anyways, okay, so that is happening. Scooter Braun, we're going to keep an eye on that story, okay? Now, this is such an exciting story for all the billionaires out there listening. Um, Richard Branson, who owns, you know, the Virgin Company, um, 
Virgin Atlantic and, you know, used to have a great Virgin megastore that I would buy CDs out back in the day. Kids, uh, CDs used to be these circular objects your boy would spend $20 a pop on and then scratch up and it wouldn't be able to play in his car CD player. But that is besides the point. This man, he is the first billionaire to go into space. Now, we are in the space race right now, but it was with billionaires. So he beat Elon Musk by seven. No, no, no. He beat Jeff Bezos by seven days. Uh, So I believe Jeff Bezos is the next billionaire to go up into space and then Elon Musk. So Richard Branson, hats off. Thank you for making it safe for billionaires everywhere. Like what, you know, you think about this and it's like it was so... If you, you know, read NASA's history, or actually I just watched this six-part documentary on Netflix about the Challenger explosion back in the day in the 80s, and it was really good. But, you know, just to think about putting a man on the moon, and it was such a huge deal for America. It was, you know, the space race against Russia, and it was like just a champion of human ingenuity and, you know, dreamers of, you know, the stars and what lives up there. And now it's kind of like turning into like a billionaire's playground. Like there's nothing like I, I, I'm like, cool. Richard Branson got to go to space for a couple of minutes. Like there's nothing. Well, what they're doing is they're paving the way because, you know, it's going to be open to us. And by us, I don't mean us. I mean, rich people where you're going to be able to do commercial space travel. And it's going to be, you know, for a couple of minutes, you'll be in space and you'll get to experience that. But I don't know. Like, I feel like. That's just, it's just, it's like going to Disneyland and it's really fun and it's really cool and only, you know, a certain amount of people can afford it. But is it really, is it, is it really that amazing? Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. I was just thinking about that today and I was just like, it's so weird just spending billions and like these people could end world hunger if they wanted. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all of these people could end so many issues if they wanted. But of course that's, you know freedom and you know i mean that is kind of their choice it is just one of those things and it's easy to say as a poor person but i sometimes am curious about like why don't they it's it's so weird um of course real housewives of potomac back tonight uh i've only watched 15 minutes so far but i will be giving you a full recap on tuesday's episode so excited to have it back remember this sunday and next sunday were both 75 minute episodes so remember to set your dvrs folks um let us see what else uh the movies are back into full swing we got black widow premiering this weekend and it is the first film uh to premiere the weekend with 80 million dollars in box office sales and that's physical in the seats and that's important folks because we want we want movies to continue right because if anything the pandemic has taught us that entertainment can be seen in your home in the comfort of your own home and for somebody that's always loved the movies to me the movies were like space those opened up my dreams. So I really want that to continue. So things like this or Fast and Furious 9, like, I mean, (laughs) Vin Diesel and family. He really pushes family. It's a good family movie. Um, But did you guys like it? What did you think? Um, Also hearing amazing things about Zola. Um, That is an independent film that I strongly suggest supporting if you can. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Ramona Singer, guys, in Ramona Singer news, Ramona Singer ate dog food. So 
Uh, we always figured that would happen at some point. Uh, she accidentally ate dog food. She proudly posted about it, and okay. Um, uh, you guys, John Mellencamp's daughter, I talk about this with Sophie. There was a lady, I'm forgetting her name. She was on Beverly Hills, I think as a friend of, it was John Mellencamp's daughter, ran kind of a psychotic diet guru kind of thing where she made people ask her if they could eat lemons and stuff. I don't know, what's her name? Reddy? Meddy? Letty? She was very boring. Uh, I went to sleep a lot on her scenes. But she had a 40th birthday party that we talk about in today's uh, episode with, <laughs> with Sophie. So happy birthday. Also, Erica Jane turned the big 5-0. Um, Dorit Kemsley, you guys. Uh, Christian Gray Snow from the Pig Slut podcast, who was on uh, So Bad It's Good last week, interviewed Dorit. Uh, really great get. And uh, Dorit said that Erica Jane for sure will be at the reunion. But they treat Erica Jane with kid gloves. We'll really see what this week's episode is because in the preview, there was a lot of tears from Erica Jane. Supposedly the Tom embezzling news comes out. So we will really see, but of course she's going to come to the reunion. If they, they've been treating her with these kind of kid gloves, they'd be like, people are so mean. Oh, and the, the thing I just think Erica Jane keeps messing up on is that it's not about you. Put the attention on the victims. That's where it belongs. You do not have to do anything. Just put the attention on the victims and show them that you care and show them that you're sorry and that you didn't know. If you didn't know, show them that. But this fighting with fans and all of this bullshit, it's just, it's just to me, it's, it's really gross, you know? Um, oh, this is an exciting news story. Travis Barker of the, uh, you know, the guy who loves to play tonsil hockey with Kourtney Kardashian at UFC events. Uh, Penelope, uh, Scott Disick's and Kourtney's uh, daughter, Travis Barker gifted her with a set of drums for her birthday. Wee-oo, that's very... <laughs> Scott's like, what? I can't believe that. I got her like a piece of art. I dyed my hair blonde for Penelope. Um, let's see here. Oh, guys, for all you Drake lovers out there, Drake does it right for dates. He rented out the entire Dodger Stadium for a private dinner with his new lady love. Um, and there was an over, uh, I think a helicopter got a shot of him. And it was them over in the outfield. It was like this whole table set up. And Drake's like smiling and the girl's smiling. And she's they're both wearing like um, monogram jerseys. And it's like, dude, man, how are any of us like plain ass Jane guys? I don't, that's, that's not even a word, plain ass Jane guys. How are any guys going to compete with Drake? Imagine this girl probably has an ex-boyfriend and he's like, I'm going to win this girl back, man. Drake took her to Dodgers. He's like, oh, okay, Drake took her to Dodgers game? Oh, no, no, he rented out Dodgers Stadium. Like, oh, fuck. I once, um... My first girlfriend that I moved out to Los Angeles with, we were together for seven years. We were high school sweethearts into college and then moved out here together. And um, she wound up with somebody uh, very famous and uh, was like one of my heroes. I've told this story in the podcast back in the day. And I like uh, it was my worst nightmare. It was my worst nightmare. And this is the only girlfriend I'd ever had. So at that time and. I try to fight to get her back. And it's like, I remember he would just fly her to Hawaii or he flew her to Italy once. And I was trying every, I mean, talk about a living nightmare. And I would see billboards for the shit this guy did everywhere. And it was like, 
I had never had those kind of nightmares in my life and you would wake up and it would even be worse. But it was like, how do you compete with somebody that's a millionaire? It's like, you can't, you can't compete with Drake. I don't even know how I, I don't even know if that girl has an ex-boyfriend. I'm just, I'm relating it to like, man, when you can romance, like when you can be a rich guy romancing, like, I feel like that's another thing. We got to, we got to set limits on how much money we can spend on ladies. It's got to be an even playing field. You can't have Drake buying the whole playing field. And also Drake doesn't have to do shit. Girls literally would just give themselves to Drake. Ugh, life is so unfair. Um... Love is Blind, you guys. I loved Love is Blind, the first season on Netflix. There is a Love is Blind special following up on all of the contestants from the first season on at the end of July. You can probably already saw the preview this week. Keep an eye out for it. I'll let you know exactly when it comes out because we will be talking about it on the show. Um, and uh, one last thing, folks. You might be asking yourself, Ryan, who is the show's sponsor this week? You've had HelloFresh. Uh, which, by the way, I cooked my first HelloFresh meal the other night, a beautiful chili dish. I didn't completely screw it up, and it was very edible, so thank you, HelloFresh. Um, it is not HelloFresh. It is not BetterHelp, even though I love those brands. We have a new sponsor this week, and I want us to all be grown-ups about this, because actually, I think, you're, you know, I think this is actually worthwhile to you ladies and maybe to the guys as well. Uh, but it is a company called Dame, D-A-M-E. And it's uh, Dame Products is a woman-owned sex toy company. And uh, we're going to get into a commercial halfway through. So you are going to hear a commercial of me asking you to check out this company that sells sex toys. And I got to tell you guys, I think this could be a good thing. I, I, a lot of my lady friends actually use sex toys. We are sex positive, like Leah McSweeney. There is nothing to be ashamed about. I know we can all snicker because you're like, Ryan, you're a virgin, whatever, but let's all get this through this together. And the cool thing is, if you are in the market for a new sex toy, these seem to be awesome. I've gone to the website, and if you go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today, you get 15% off site wide. So that's pretty good. That's like, if you're, if you, you know what? First things first, sexual pleasure, awesome, right? But also, if you can get a discount on that sexual pleasure, that, that's a win win. So you're going to hear me do a commercial halfway through. I beg you to listen. I beg you to not laugh. I mean, at least not to my face. And then I also beg you to go check it out with that code I just gave you. I'll give it to you again when I do the commercial. And potentially go get yourself something. You deserve it. Come on. It's the summer, baby. Let's get wild out there. So uh, we're going to get wild today with our Monday guest. Uh, You know her. You love her. Her name is Sophie Ross. Let's get this. Have a great week, everybody. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Uh, Welcome to your Monday episode, ladies and gentlemen of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. We're just going to get into it. Uh, We're recording earlier than usual, and this is... This is how professional we are. I'm going to, I haven't even talked to Sophie. I just hit record when she picked up. So Sophie, how are you doing? How was your Saturday night? <laughs> it's bright and early over there, which is like 2 p.m. I uh, know it's bright and early. I'm such a piece of shit on Sundays. I'm sorry. Uh, no, um, I'm, I'm not saying that. You're saying that. I mean, did you go out last night? 
I yeah, I did go out and I ended up throwing up in a bathroom. So there you go. Uh, nature has healed. Uh, I know. Anyway, well, so many girls annoying. out there just heard you and go, I did too. I, I threw up in the bathroom as well. I'm so glad you're talking about these issues. Yeah, finally, the, the issues that <laughs> appeal to me. Um, we where at? Was it Margarita? Um, this bar, this bar called Ampersand. Ooh, that sounds a nice place to throw up in. Did they know, know. Did they know you threw up there? Um, no, I was pretty discreet, you know. It's oh, one of those like single bathrooms. But yeah, I'm it's morning. <laughs> I feel like I can't like drink anymore. All I do is throw up when I drink. Oh god. <laughs> the system and how do you feel today you're you're still young so there's a possibility you might be able to bounce back no my hangovers are terrible it's like not debilitating today i've had hangovers so bad that i like wouldn't be able to record i'm like okay oh. but yeah i'm still in bed so yeah. imagine uh now imagine if you were filming in the summer house and you had to get up and go today because they go they get up early and go work out yeah i don't know how they do that i really 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 don't now we do know, Sophie, that Summerhouse did start filming. Uh, they we see them all over their Instagrams partying, and everybody. It's even fu it's funny. Like Paige is with them, and uh, yeah. they're. I mean, they're all friendly right now. I I will say we do not see Luke Goldbrinson in any of these. So I think Luke is just coming late, but he's coming. That's what I was. I was. Yeah. That's that's what I hear as well, and I hear that. We are having Craig in, you know, parts of the summer house. Oh, no, 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 no. But, but Sophie, that's it's good because we have that relationship potentially that started on Winter House Southern Lucky Charm with um, <laughs> Paige. So what I'm saying is, if they broke up, then he's going to go in there. Is you know, they might get into fights and stuff like that. It might be. It good. is smart. It is smart on Paige's part because she finally has a storyline after three seasons. <laughs> I well, could you? But see, this is what worries me even about Kathy Hilton and. I don't think Kathy Hilton would ever let herself have a main storyline, but I think some people just aren't meant or, or, or they can't handle full storylines. It's too much for them. You know? I mean, that's why Kathy is a perfect friend of, she just brings yeah, exactly. light humor. And like she she's a perfect friend of, but Paige is a main cast member. Paige is supposed to be a main cast member. That's the difference. Well, and then it was funny seeing Sierra there and it's like, Sierra really has to play ball because, you know, when you when you align yourself that much with Hannah, then I, I'm so curious how you come back from that. Or is it just like an unspoken thing like Voldemort where you're not allowed to say, you know, are they allowed to act like she was in the house before? Like, I wonder what rules are there for that. I don't understand because I guess the connection is that Paige is still friends with Amanda Sierra's yeah. friends with Paige. It's still like, I don't know. Well, I I could could have done without Paige and Sierra's. Everyone listen listening to this already knows. Well, yeah, I know you're it's well documented. Yeah. I'm kind of excited though. The only thing I think is funny is that they just started filming, so they're all quote unquote friends now. And you see everybody in each other's Instagram stories and they're all smiling and happy. And eventually, after a couple of weeks, that'll wear off, you know? And that's where the magic lies. You know what? I actually was having this conversation with my um, exterminator the other day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Of course you were. You know, you in the service industry, you you make so many friends. I know. Friends. I keep the service industry in business. Wait, wait, wait. Is your does your service industry come from that app as well? Or I mean, I does no. Your, does your I had to go through my building because it's my building's okay. fault. So remember when I told you I had a fruit fly like genocide massacre? Oh yeah, they they kept coming. Yeah, they kept coming. So it turns out they're gnats that are coming from the my air conditioning. Perfect. I was like, wait, they're coming from the balcony. I like thought it was my fault. So I like took took a lot of measures and it's not my fault. So basically they sent an exterminator. But anyway, he had met Andy Cohen because he had gone through the pilot of Your having exterminator like, a was a bartender on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. No, he he actually is an artist <laughs> and he had he had a shoe. It was like to paint like sneakers, like a, a show in the early days of like Bravo reality TV, like 2009. Yeah. So we were talking about the early days of reality TV and how much better. And shout out to Jason if he's listening to this. Jason, what's up, brother? Um, <laughs> but we were talking about how in the early days of reality TV, they don't care about social media reaction. That's so awesome. Like, I feel like now with how bad the backlash got against Hannah, they're all going to be like, and I mean, you know, we know that Lindsay and Kyle, like they're just themselves. I don't worry yeah. about them putting on like a, but now I'm like Paige and Sierra are going to try to like get a good edit. And so they get like good social media. It's just, I feel like it's so different from how it was. I want to see like authentic, like batch. I will yeah. say, I mean, in retrospect, I am, like Hannah, for better or worse, even when she was planning things out, I mean, it. I, I have to say it made for a good season. I mean, it, it could you have it? It was such a bizarre thing and she came so hard. But at the same time, it was kind of legendary because I had never seen that big of a flame out of <laughs> like a cast member. But in this, but in that sense, though, if you were like looking at it meta, like I look forward to it every week. Like, so is yeah. that in itself art or where where do we? Whereas I think Beverly Hills is an interesting one because Beverly Hills, I think, really works as a show. But then you see all their social media, especially this week. They are, I don't know if you know this, Sophie, they are celebrating. Um, there was a character on here that was um, John Mellencamp's daughter, I guess. Um, I don't I think don't she was on a couple. Of seats. Don't remember. It's like Yeti. Yeti, 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 Yeti Mellencamp, I think. And it's yeah. it was her 40th birthday. And Rena and Kyle, and then oh my god, did you see all the videos? There is one lady with them that has one of the worst. I think it's a Brazilian butt lift, but it literally looks like two bowling balls are placed on her hips. Who was it? I, uh, so it's this lady, and of course, I went to her page, and she's like full MAGA. She has like parlor on her god. app, and said she's not shopping at Amazon anymore because. Of <laughs> our president and, and, you know, which is whatever political beliefs. But the thing is she's running around with these two bowling balls on her butt and I'm not body shaming, but like, how, how do you pay that much money for that and then get it that wrong and then still walk around with bikini bottoms and like the whole thing. And I know I'm probably going to get hate for this, but it just, how would you do, why would you that do that to like, yourself? That was like, do you remember those pictures of Kim in Mexico? Like the whole cellulite debacle. Yes, Kim Kardashian. Yes. Were, they were photoshopping yeah kim kardashian not kim richards yeah if you but, if you guys have heard of kim kardashian from the kardashians yes um but yeah so she was like she was like it was photoshopped like that's not what my real body looks like it's like so diluted but basically that's what it looked like i was like that looks so uncomfortable because her legs are so skinny and yes. then two big bowling balls and since those pictures i'm pretty sure she's gotten her butt fixed 
because it looked <laughs> so terrible. Like it just does not look good sometimes. It just doesn't. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, Us Weekly did a article, and and God bless uh, Sarah and all the people over at Us Weekly that I am in contact with. But they, you know, they pull headlines out of thin air. But one of their headlines this week was, you know, uh, letting us know that Kourtney Kardashian was brave, brave for letting an unedited photo of some cellulite release. And I'm like, shit, if you want to see brave, like I'll show you all of my pictures. Like I love yeah, that we were so complimenting brave. the Kardashian for having a little ripple of like an actual. And by the way, that little ripple was probably a mistake that somebody didn't see and they're getting fired for you know but um i think so i don't know how you wander around and then i what's great about instagram is that it's an actual visual record of the changes you've made to your body because you you're able to go back like and i was able to see when she had a normal butt and her normal butt looked great like why why get two bowling balls in there that are so like they're attached to the 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 hip not to the butt so it, it looks like like I look, you literally look like it's a bowling bag ball thing holder. And I just don't know, like, do you ever do that with your friends? Like they get boob jobs, you go back and, and, and see when they don't, you know, you're like, you can always scroll oh, back. Yeah. I actually, I actually was doing that like literally two days ago for this girl that I think got a nose job. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the it's time. contouring, Sophie. It's contouring. Don't it's, well, contouring. it's funny because we're so used to like noticing it on celebrities and then the celebrities, you know, we like do our like fan edits and we call it out. And sometimes celebrities come clean about like Bravo stars, whatever. But when it's real people, they have no, like, you don't have to like admit that you got a nose job, but I'm like, why aren't they honest about it? Like, I just want to know the truth, <laughs> but it's like, they, have, they don't owe Let's me any our friends like the card. <laughs> why isn't us weekly done an article on you, Randy? Um, yeah, seriously. But so so they're celebrating Yeti Mellencamp's birthday party and Lisa's over there. And by the way, already Lisa seems like she's doing too much just from the photos. She's writhing around on the floor, screeching. Like, God, Harry Allen, thank God that man exists because he really does humanize. And by the way, Harry has his own weird shit, but at least he, at least I kind of dig his weirdness still because he's not so in my face. For. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Sophie tweeted this, this, but you guys remember on the recap I did that he literally, uh, Garcelle, which by the way, Garcelle, pick a lane. Do you either want a big dick or do you not? Because last week she said she didn't want a big dick. This week she was like wished for a big dick on her birthday wish. And then Harry Hamlin goes, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. It was the, goes, it was the scariest thing ever. It was like a lifetime movie. I knew you were going to get close to the, to the mic and like <laughs> do that voice. I knew it. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, I wish that he's going to be hung like a horse. And then it just cuts to Harry. If there was a microphone, he goes, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> it was so freaking funny. Um, yeah, but, I loved Harry Hamlin in this episode. I loved it. No, it really does humanize Lisa. But you you see, you, you get these videos from this trip. First off, and I guess we'll just get into the Erica Jane of it all. They give a shout out to Erica Jane on one of their, and by the way, they seem all yacked out of their mind on something. Like, I don't know, but like, that's allegedly my, what I see. They're probably just wasted, but um, they're all singing, lip singing to it's, it's Expensive to Be Me by Erica Jane. And they're like, what's up, Erica? Because by the way, it's Erica Jane's 50th birthday this past week. Shout out. Happy, happy birthday, Erica. <laughs> happy birthday. Um, so she's, they're all lip syncing this song, you guys. And it's like in a normal year, it might be cute, but like, does anybody over there, like they're just genuinely unaware, right? Like, why do they keep 
doing this to their social media. Like, even if you love your friend, Erica Jane, maybe like a nice text message saying happy birthday, but why the, the, this public of shout outs when there's, even if she has somehow like miraculously doesn't have anything to do with it, it's still all of these victims. And you're joking about her living a life that is so expensive, but the money came from these victims, you know? I like genuinely don't understand it. Yeah. Like, like Kyle, I, I don't maybe get it. They're like in denial and maybe like not like they didn't watch the documentary. I don't know, but it's like, it's a terrible look. Yeah. It's awful. They yeah. should not be standing by. Yeah, again, it's like if they want to behind the scenes, if they're like, this is our friend, I'm going to stay loyal to her, whatever. But do not publicly, that's like insulting to her victims. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't want to think this. Like, it's almost making me like, go, okay, they must have information that we don't have because why would they go this? Why would they ride this hard for somebody? But at the same time, they are dumb. So it, it, it could go either way. I just feel like even if Erica Jane is in the right, wouldn't you wait and let the facts come out? Like, they're both pushing so hard. Like, Erica Jane released a meme the other day of like, I am the ice queen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm so tired of the, even if it's an act about how you're cold and above things. Like, it, it's like when I didn't like Stassi Schroeder's basic bitch attitude anymore. It's like, maybe we live in a time now where yeah. we can't be basic bitches, at least for this year, and we can go back to it. But maybe we should also have a little empathy for victims. And it's not about you being an ice queen, but about everything that your husband did to these people, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a bad look for all of them. And it's sad because I do like Kyle. Like, yeah, I don't want to be mad at Kyle, but I am. It's like, stop doing that. Stop. But, Mar but Mauricio, but see, but then why is it? Why do I still think Mauricio is perfect? Like, is is do I have a hatred of women? That's what scares me. Like, why am I? I'm sure Mauricio's cheated on Kyle tons. And yet I still love that man. Mauricio's not shouting out Erica Jane on Instagram. Well, Did he? okay. No, no, no. But I will tell you. So they always have never before seen footage of the episodes that they cut out. And I think it was Queens by Bravo or one of those accounts posted it today. And the scene is literally, there's two scenes. Kyle is uh, Mauricio's grilling steaks perfectly, you know, because he's, of course, he's good in the grill. And he, he's like, um, yeah, I think uh, Erica deserves a, a good man. We got to, because Kyle's like, yeah, yeah. Set, her, set her up. And uh, and then he goes, and I think he deserves someone too. You know, he's a he's a young 81. His mind's still fully there. He's a good guy. He was like saying, all the, I mean, obviously this is before all this stuff came out. Yeah, aged and, like milk. Yeah. <laughs> if you just like a ripple, he's just one giant ripple. Um, and the other, the other scene was Kyle wasted at that party from, last week when uh Sutton wore the the pipe cleaner bow the black pipe cleaner bow oh, and yeah 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 so I guess Kyle got wasted and they have her driving home and she's like hiccuping and she's like I gotta go see I gotta go see and then she bumps her nose her plastic surgery nose and Sutton's like oh no I say I say you hit your nose and she's like my nose and she's crying and I'm like their cut scenes are better than New York real scenes yeah, no, for sure. For sure. They cut really good scenes. It pisses me off. I'm like, why did you cut this? Yeah. Mauricio thing that I'm like, why did you cut this out? This was perfect. Um, 
so yeah, so they're celebrating that that um, that that nobody all in Yeti Mellencamp, which is fine, but it's like that's like let the mouse go. You're not getting Teddy back on the show, and the more you try, the more yeah, I'm going to you work. You had against. your fun, let you, it you go. Your, and if she's really your friend, you're gonna have that friendship for the rest of your lives. Sans camera, you don't need the camera. Yeah, and if it's really your friend, you just need to have the conversation with her and be like, you're just not right for reality. But <laughs> But we still want you on the show. We still want to get tickets to John Mellencamp shows. And like, that's it, you know? Um, Okay, so, and by the way, we're probably going to get some interview with Teddy saying how she's happier now, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole thing. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Last night, Sophie, I don't know if you follow uh, sports like I do, but there's a mixed martial arts uh, thing called the, uh, what is it, UFC? I think that's big with the, uh, the men, the guys and the girls. Oh yeah, like the Conor McGregor thing. Yeah, Conor McGregor. So you guys, Conor McGregor, he's a big. I'll just let you ladies know what sports. He's a big fighter guy, and he broke his ankle. There's actually a photo of him that would just like you can just see his ankle just like perpendicular to his actual leg, which is gross. Now I need to look it up. But the the thing I want to point out is that. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, of course, we know they're big UFC guys because last time we saw them a couple months ago, they gave a little kiss on camera. There was also Machine Gun Kelly and Meg, uh, Megan Fox were there. Both couples were there last night, you guys. And this is exciting. This is how comfortable they are with each other now. Um, uh, Travis Barker penetrated Courtney Kardashian on camera. In what? In what way? With his penis. No, no, no. With his tongue, no. But they were fully on tongue kissing. They were fully oh. on tongue kissing. I'm honestly so sick of them. Like they're like overexposed <laughs> right now. Well, you know what? There, see, to me, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are overexposed. Like I'm, it's they getting to the are. point where I'm questioning. Like, well, Megan, like it was really exciting at first because Megan Fox. I was like, okay, I love Jennifer's body. Um, I'm whatever on the Transformers movies, but like, you know, but then now it's getting to the point where I've seen her so much where I'm like, you know, Jennifer's body could have been a fluke. That's not really her choice. She might've just got cast in that. And, you know, now she's, just, you know, like where you start to go, I don't know if I really even like her anymore, you know, well, it, it, it's like, oh yeah, the Megan Fox comeback. Like, yeah, it was like exciting. Like she had not been in the public. Well, what are you eye coming like- back? Oh yeah. I mean. Well, she had apparently, you know, been blacklisted by um, Gary Bruckheimer. No, no, Michael Bay, because Michael yeah, Bay. Yeah, was- it was yes. a Transformers guy. Yeah. So her career had kind of like been fizzled out for a couple of years. So it was kind of exciting for her to like make this comeback with Machine Gun Kelly. Like I can see why it's kind of. And, you know, the, there was an article, I think, in Jezebel about like the the tatted up guy and the in the bombshell girl how that's been such a classic hollywood like couple for so long now yeah um so yeah it was like exciting at first but now it's like yeah it's too much it's they're overexposed to the point where people are sick of them and that goes for all four of them that like talked about pam and tommy lee yeah yeah exactly but pam and tommy lee blueprint that was really the blueprint but also tommy lee was like fuck it like machine gun kelly as a publicist it's getting them on the red carpet for all of these things like back in the day you didn't know if tommy lee was actually going to show up to something or not and if he was going to be fucked up when he was like there was a whole thing and by the way there's a series being filmed right now of the pam and tommy lee it's like and seth rogan's um one of the characters in it it's all about like seth rogan stealing the sex tape because the sex tape was stolen they didn't actually release it it got stolen from a safe in tommy lee's house so this, I think it's a Hulu series is going to tell the whole, the whole oh, sort I'm of excited for that. Yeah, me too. Um, 
So I just think the UFC thing's fun, funny because it brings out those kind of couples, the kind of rockers and their chicks, you know? And I don't yeah. know. I'm curious. I do think Courtney Kardashian is going to get a proposal like within the next two months. What do you think? I think so too. I mean, I feel like everyone's like, well, Travis is a fuck boy. Is he? And- I think he really likes her a lot. Yeah, I think historically he kind of is, but it's like, yeah, once you get Courtney Kardashian, you propose to her. Learn from Scott Disick's mistakes. Hey, what's going on? I'm Scott. I'm kind of a cool guy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, the thing with Scott though is that I'm seeing a lot of. I love how I love how things change on the internet. I saw a couple of people posting this week of like, I like them as a couple. I'm like, why do you have Amelia and Scott? I'm like, Ew, what? Uh, I'm like who? Like, what? Why would you? I mean, I just. At what point in your life do you come out and you're like, I'm for that couple. I think it's the real deal. Like, where are you in your life where you are? And no offense if that's you guys, but it it does shock me where it's like the normalization of something. And it was like, well, anyone who who supports that relationship needs to be on the FBI list. (laughs) Well, I love that people's reasoning is like they made they made it past four months. I'm like, oh, that that does it. Yeah, she's still in. She's still only 19. Yeah. Wait until she's yeah, 20. She, well, she is 20, actually. She oh, I thought she just 20, turned remember? 19. He got her like that necklace for her 20th birthday. And he bought her this that fifty thousand dollar painting of the the nude, was that like a helmet lang painting or, or a photo? It was like a really racy photograph, which is yeah. just a weird gift to buy either. Um, speaking of the Kardashians, though, I did need to hear your thoughts on this. Um this is like and just there's so many levels of stupidity to the story is that Chloe Kardashian posted a bikini pic on Friday, you guys, and she looks great. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, you know, she looks great. I've seen the Kardashians so much that I, I just am physically not able to get horned up about them anymore, you know, because it's just like, you've seen them so much that it's like, they're also, and all their photos, we know how we much get it. Like. We get it. You're perfect. You know, I'm more attracted to Chris Jenner. If we're going to be honest, um, so Chloe posts this, this bikini photo and Lamar Odom, her ex-husband, uh, who they divorced in 2016, he was just, he wrote hottie and put some emojis, which is always funny thinking about like Lamar Odom or any basketball player putting emojis anywhere. It's just like funny to even <laughs> any guys. Yeah. I use emojis all the time and I laugh at myself. So that happens and everybody's like, Ooh, Lamar's entered the chat. Ooh, you know, and they're all excited. Yeah. And then Tristan, I've got balls on me. Thompson says, you know, he puts some emojis about how hot she looks too. And then goes to Odom's comment. God brought you back the first time play. If you want different results. And he's talking about you guys. Lamar Odom had a near fatal overdose at the bunny ranch in Las Vegas, where he was on a 72, 72 hour sex spree drugs were involved and the man had multiple strokes, heart attacks, all of that stuff. And Chloe kind of nursed him back to life, you know, and, and we saw the triumphant return of Lamar Odom at the life of Pablo listening party in Madison square garden. When all the Kardashians came out in white fur. Um, Oh yeah. Iconic. Um, but what are your thoughts on this, Sophie? Well, I mean, Chloe's loving it. <laughs> you know that Chloe's loving it. Um, Tristan has no business. Like, Tristan just needs to to let her go. 
He needs but to let her go. What kind of confidence where you cheat on this girl multiple times and still are going to try to interfere with any of her business? Exactly. It's just like, he's so stupid. She's so stupid. They're like, yeah, they're embarrassing. She's, she's really like cheapened the Kardashian brand lately with all of this. Like, and I said this, I was like, Kim is carrying the Kardashian brand. Chloe is embarrassing herself over and over again. She's not someone that like people, you know, look up to with any respect anymore at all. <laughs> like, it's just true. And Kylie, Kylie just had her rebrand Kylie cosmetics. No one buys it. But it's, it's all vegan. It's all that, you know? Yeah. Kendall's in her flop era with her tequila <laughs> that no one buys <laughs> and that literally no one buys. They've like been having trouble selling it from what I've heard. And, um, who's like, Oh, and Courtney is always like at Disneyland or like, just like making out with Travis. Like Kim is the only thing keeping them like kind of a list quote unquote. I wonder if there's meetings like that with Chris of like, if there's like a Kardashian newsletter that she sends out to the kids of like, you know, Kardashian of the week. And it's always Kim. And then she's like, you guys are really cheapening the brand I've built over the last, you know, like I wonder if Chris does have like heart to hearts or like check-ins or, you know, kind of like, I mean, they have to strategize like that. Like think about how they've managed to stay relevant for so long. Like they have to strategize and think about things that will cheapen their brand or like elevate their brand. And I just feel like, Everything about them just feels cheap lately. It doesn't feel like, you know, the expensive A-list Kardashians. I'm just like, no, you guys are all kind of embarrassing. It's funny you brought up Disneyland. I wonder if Mason and Penelope are actually tired of going to Disneyland. Because it does seem like Courtney and Travis are there nonstop. It's like more about Courtney. Yeah. Like the kids have to like chaperone Courtney. <laughs> yeah. Because you, by the way, I've seen pictures of the kids at Disneyland. They look really bored. And yeah, I'm talking, like they look bored, like going down Splash Mountain, like when everybody's supposed to be screaming, they look tired. They're just like this again. They like don't go to school or anything. They just go to Disneyland every day. They, they're going to the school of hard knocks, man. They're learning from yeah. Disneyland. I mean, Courtney's definitely like a Disney adult, which I kind oh, of love about her. Completely. I have a couple Disney adult friends and it's very interesting. And I, listen, I'm dead inside and I want something to love that much as my friends love Disneyland. And I, I. Like I, I admire that. I think I used to have that in me in my teens and like, I want to get back to there. So, but it is funny when it's somebody like Travis Barker, where you're like, cause it is part of that whole image too, of like, I do UFC, but I also do Disney. Like, you know, and he's described as like a hard guy, but he's soft inside, you know? <laughs> I wonder if they ever reenact that scene from fear in one of the Disney rides. Wait, what's the scene in fear? When, when he, when he, when Mark Wahlberg, um, Fingers Reese Witherspoon on the ride. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry if you're listening, Ms. Ross. Sorry. Oh, um, my God. She's uh, seen it. She's oh, a movie buff. <laughs> she's a movie buff, yeah. Um, no, it'll be interesting because how successful, we didn't get to talk about this le- last week, but Kim also announced that she is rebranding and is taking everything down. It's going to relaunch. But of course, we all think it is not going to be KKW Beauty. It's not going to be KK Beauty because of the West. Oh, wait, wait, wait. She announced that? She announced that, yeah, everything was going down and she was relaunching and and it was, uh, yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying. A beauty brand, I'm sure that's what's happening, but a beauty brand that's that's already doing well would not, like, rebrand 
like that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure she's taking the the W out. I get it because it's weird that it's still KKW Beauty after her divorce. But I just don't think that like people are buying cosmetics from her. That I wish they would do that like album sales. Like I wish we could track makeup sales like you I know. That's what's annoying sales. about private companies. But I will say that working in the lingerie business, um, we do get insight into how like our competitors are doing. And one of the competitors of the, you know, company I work for is Skims. And Skims last year from when we saw the revenue was not, you know, not as great as you would expect. Really? I see. I thought Skims is a, a jugger. I have. A I think of- now, now Skims is really, I mean, I, I'm sure the numbers, I saw the numbers last year. Um, and I'm sure the numbers now are better just because it's really, you know, exploded even more in the, in the past year, but yeah, they definitely make it seem like their companies are doing better. Let's just say that my laundry brand, which is not like the one that I work for, it's not, you know, there's no celebrity face of it, you know, as Mm -hmm. the permanent face or whatever it is like Rihanna or a Kardashian or whatever. And, you know, our revenue was like double what Skims was. If that, I mean, like. So like price skims, what did they sell last year? Like 60 pairs, 60 or 70? I mean, no. You guys they, probably like, sell at least one, 140? They definitely, they definitely like do well. Yeah. But they're not, you know, dominating the, when there are just so many established brands that people already shop at, especially when it comes, and I'm saying this as someone, you know, who works in the industry of like marketing things. Like it's very hard to convince people to put things on their faces. And I'm thinking of the Caroline Calloway, like. Oh, snake oil. Snake oil also, (laughs) which is a whole other thing. But it's like people, you know, are very picky about what they put on their faces. So like when it comes to like makeup and skincare, the, all the celebrity like skincare brands, I'm like, they're not all going to do well. Even if you have a celebrity face, it's like, People are very picky about what they like and what brands they like, especially when it comes to their face. So, yeah, I don't know. Who would the worst? Who would be the worst female celebrity for a makeup or skincare line? Oh come on, this is just going to be a mean question. Sorry, sorry. sorry. But who? Who would you say? I'm just saying. I'm trying to think of who potentially has. uh, I mean, every God. No, back in the day though, they who was I mean, what was the one that like Kendall did and Adam Levine? All they they all did the skin the it was the acne product. Oh, proactive. Proactive, yeah, proactive. Like proactive's marketing budget was insane. Like they had Justin Bieber on it. They had like every major star, and I'm like, what? It's it's like Lisa Rinna uh, doing Depends ads. It's like, how much do you want to like? How much are they getting paid to go like? I had really pimply skin, very oily, but now with pro now with this acid on my face, I feel great. I feel like that may have been Kendall's along with the Pepsi ad debacle. That was kind of like Kendall's the beginning of the end for her. Well, because Chris Jenner made it. See, I, I remember that day when it came out, it was a Sunday and Chris Jenner posted saying that Kendall's about to make an announcement that is so brave and I'm so proud of her. And I thought she was coming out of the closet. And I was like, yeah. if she came out of the closet, I was like, I was going to start being a fan of Kendall Jenner because I was like, that is brave. And by the way, there probably should be and would be a gay Kardashian. Like, why not? And then it was just her proactive shit. And I'm like, that's not brave. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, take a Pepsi and sit down, you know? Yeah. And it also kind of showed that, like, they literally do anything for money. Like, they don't believe in anything they sell. It was just, yeah, it was just a bad look all around because it was like, 
proactive Kendall. We know you don't use pro. We know you don't use infomercial skincare. But it would be funny if like that should be government regulated where they make them use proactive for at least a year before you I can would. take the money, you know? Yeah, and Kendall's I, just like a skull by the time because just a straight up acid. Um, who do you think is in charge of Kim's new look where she's doing the throwback baseball caps that are kind of dumb on top of the weird, like, do you see, she was wearing one that said video games and one I think had a marijuana leaf, but it's obviously like, who's presenting these ideas from her. Cause it almost seems like they're just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what stink sticks on like a good body, you know, cause she has a great body. And so what are they, what, who's doing that to her? It's not her. Wait, sorry, I got distracted. I got distracted. Who were we talking about again? Wait, did you just get blown up by a dude? No, I'm I'm looking at because we were talking about um, Kendall's flop era. So I was oh, okay. looking at Kendall's Instagram. No, I was saying that Kim is wearing those hats with those oh, outfits. Oh, the hats. Oh, like, her new stylist. Who's responsible for that? Who's responsible it, for those hats? It's her new stylist. Okay, so is that person going to get fired? Is that a good? I don't think that's a good look. I it just think, feels like they're trying shit and it's not. I working. know. Yeah. So I, I actually think a lot about Kim's like fashion choices. Like right now she's definitely in her like divorce era. So and there's a lot of pressure. Trying, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So she's trying new things. It's like, I appreciate the effort she puts in. And I think also a lot of like, she doesn't dress for the male gaze. Like she dresses, and I was reading like a long read. I think about this on like the Kardashian. And by the way, she's saying gays, G A Z E, guys, not G A Y. Yes, but what I'm saying is she dresses. She doesn't dress for the male gaze with a Z. She dresses for the male gaze okay. with a Y S and the girlies. That's who she dresses for. So, but I'm saying, so you think her style uh, works for the girlies? It's not my choice. I'm not loving her looks, but I appreciate the effort. Like she puts thought into them. Like everything is very like, um, what's the word? Oh, I can't think of the word right now, but everything is very, you know, she, she thoughtfully curated. Well, I just got to imagine though, it does have to be so much pressure because one of Kim's, you know, big things that she always gets is that Kanye put her together. Kanye put her on the map. Kanye styled her. You know, we've seen proof of that on the Kardashians where, you know, he told her what to wear, gave her racks of new clothes and gave her old style. So now she has to break out on her own. She has to show that she's still classy, but she wants to, you know, be youthful. It does feel like a lot of pressure. And I do wonder what were the looks that got rejected for the Rome trip? Because that was the big KK debut of single KK, you know? Yeah, I'm sure there were a lot. I mean, that's something that like I see. I would watch like just a show on Hulu about Kim's divorce era. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, we I mean, it is going to be so much pressure to she's got to get that first date out of the way or the first boyfriend out of the way. She's got to rip the bandaid off and just pick somebody. And just like the baseball hat on top of her head, I think she should go let like just left of center. Like it should it shouldn't be something any of us could guess like. If it was like maybe somebody high up with the Staples franchise, maybe an executive at uh, oh, yeah. Netflix, maybe like do something interesting. Yeah, Nobody that could be interesting. Like a sports manager, like someone, an executive, a, a sports team or owner, like some like random billionaire. But or Demi Lovato, maybe. Who? Demi Lovato. If Kim dates Demi, that would be a huge thing. If Kim came out as fluid. Come on, that's huge for her brand. Can you imagine? 
I couldn't. I imagine. really can't. Um, I can't. <laughs> so sorry. So back to the the where we started with the Chloe thing, though. I do find it ridiculous. And we we got a lot of news stories in the last three days that were pushed out to outlets like People and Us from sources saying that Chloe will always have a soft spot in, soft spot in her heart for Tristan, and most likely they'll get back together. Okay, folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hey folks, you did not start the show over. This is what I was talking about earlier. Today's show sponsor is Dame. So we've talked about on the show before, we should seek out what's right for us and not compromise on what's most important. Our relationships should add value to our lives and especially in the bedroom. So why don't we think the same way about our sex toys? Dame Products, you guys, is a woman-owned sex toy company making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. It's founded by a sex educator and an engineering whiz. Dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples just like you. They are closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time. <laughs> Their vibrators and accessories are made with medical-grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots 
lots of love, earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. So whether you're a couple looking for an extra boost where it matters or on a journey of self-exploration, we here at So Bad It's Good are sure they will earn a spot on your nightstand. So I recommend you guys the Ava. It's a couple's vibrator giving you clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex. Its flexible wings tuck under your labia for a snug fit. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Now, you guys, this is the important thing. Go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site-wide. Again, okay? Do this for the show and for your own pleasure. Go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site wide. Uh, you'll get that unlocked. You can buy anything on the site. Tell them Ryan sent you. <laughs> they actually did send me products. So I, um, I'm, I, <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm giggling and I'm blushing and I never thought I would have the pleasure to talk about this, but I, I'm, I'm serious. I have a lot of female friends. They swear by this stuff. I know that that might sound silly to people, but this is actually beneficial and, uh, I recommend it. So go there, do the show a favor and uh, you will enjoy very much your Dame products. And I can't believe I had to say Volva that many times. Okay, back to the show. So those stories, when you start seeing those stories, people, it means that you're seeing those for a reason. And that's why I had such a strong reaction online as well as so many other people did, because we've seen this before. And it does mean that eventually we will see them back together, which is just means like, you know, we can make fun of it all we want, but unfortunately that girl has a real sickness. Like it really is horrible to watch because here's somebody that has everything at their fingertips and you realize they're all, she's just like us. She's just a clown like all of us, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's sad. Honestly, I honestly wouldn't even trade places with her or any of them. I don't think I could live like that. Like they yeah, have I, money and luxury. I don't know how to put on makeup or any of that stuff. Well, <laughs> They have, you know, all the money in the world, but I feel like as the show has gone on and how more rich they've gotten, they as a family have grown apart. Like in the earlier seasons, it just feels like there's just no, like they don't have souls left. Like they really sold their souls and yeah, they just seem deeply unhappy. Like at least Chloe seems deeply unhappy, deeply insecure, like. Yeah, I would not. And now like Kylie and Kendall, even like they didn't choose this life. And now it's like to have people like me being like Kendall's in her flop era. I'm like, that sucks. Like, yeah. But at the same time, I, I guess on the other hand, though, who do you think is in a great era? Who do you think like because I get scared about myself sometimes, in a, especially after the pandemic uh, that we all that we all have gone through and are still going through. Um you know, I do tend to get, and everybody's like, no shit. I get upset at celebrities a lot more now than I used to, the more I've been paying attention and stuff. Mm. Is there somebody in your opinion that is just doing it the right way, the whole way through? Florence Pugh. Okay. Well, no, because you could go Florence, you could go older boyfriend with Zach Braff. You could go, oh, dirty. I forgot. I like try to forget the fact that she's dating him, but she is definitely, you know, her her looks on Instagram are she does amazing. the cooking. She's good at she's the a good cooking, cook. Like the acting job. Midsummer, like, Black Widow. And she's just likable. Like she's just a likable like person who's just like killing it, like on the rise right now. She's having a good moment. She's in whatever the 
opposite of a flop era is. Now, I was thinking about how um, much I love, love, loved the Dua Lipa album that was released right as pandemic was starting. But now it's so funny. I've turned a corner on Dua Lipa where music's still good. But in my head, and this is why I'm sick, I'm like, how does she date Anwar Hadid? Like, how is that happening? Here's a kid that's like 21 years old. She's 25, I think. He's anti-vax. He doesn't really do anything. I mean, he does make (laughs) music. He's a raging, stupid idiot. But that's what it's so, I mean, it's so funny that it is funny how these little things that come out in the press, even if you, they do really color things for the audience sometimes. And I, I think that's interesting. In fact, I was, you know, yeah. Jordan Firstman, the comedian on Instagram, and he's a writer and stuff. Uh, really funny gay dude. Um, I really, really think he's really funny, but he had a birthday party. He was in something that I watched the other day. Oh, Search Party. Was it party. Search Party? He writes for that too. Yes. Yeah. He's so good. Like, yes. he's just so, Wait, so funny. Did you, did you finish it? Yes. yes. I just finished it. So I had watched season one oh. when it aired, and I watched, like, I started to get into season two, could not get into it when it aired. And then I finally binge season two, three, and four, like this past week. That's exactly. So the first season I tried to get into like three times. And for some reason it wasn't clicking. And then over pandemic or like in the last like four months, oh, it was around uh, Christmas actually. And it's so funny. I love when shows and books click for you. And then it just like, it is so, you just can't. But anyways, they're filming the new season right now. And, um, but he just had a birthday party and like Charlie XCX was there. uh, uh, Phoebe Bridgers was there like all the who's who and then Dua Lipa was there. And I love that. My first thought was, well, she's not vaxxed. Like, I'm like, I mean, I mean, her boyfriend's not vaxxed. Why, why are they letting Dua Lipa out? And I, and that's such a horrible thought, but like, that was my first thought because, and it just goes to show you, like, I couldn't be a celebrity. There are so many things wrong with me that I couldn't be that I couldn't hold yeah. up to public scrutiny at all, because that really is what you're doing when you sign up to be some sort of celebrity or wanting to be wanting to be somebody that the masses pay attention to you're you're signing up for a gigantic magnifying glass and like nobody is usually picking romantic partners as well i mean how many people do we know in our lives that actually have solid good relationships yeah besides mrs ross yeah i mean yeah my sister and my parents (laughs) i mean yes i know people with like solid good relationships who clearly like chose the right person but myself i choose the wrong person all the time and like that's fine i wouldn't want it documented yeah on camera. Well, do, you ever, do you ever at this point see that's what i was talking about getting older is that you just get frustrated with yourself because it's like yeah you do the same mistakes or you just get tired of the way you're like ah oh, you're still doing this i've lived with this for this long but do yeah. you ever like now like somebody and you're like oh god it's a bad sign that i like this guy you know I know. So I'm like a great judge of character in (laughs) my humble opinion. And I think that I'm usually a good judge of character. And then I'm like, I think that, you know, he's probably like a fuck boy deep down. Like, I think that he's a good person, but he needs to be single or needs to like have this fuck boy era. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let him fuck boy. You, I feel like is my. Do you age. ever go like I I go be free go be free fuck boy. Honestly, yeah, it's like you kind of just accept that. Like I'm like I'm just kind of you know I have fun. I'm having fun, whatever it is. And if this person, I I wouldn't you know get to know someone who I don't think is like a good person deep down. But I'm like it's okay if you're not like ready for like you know 
a relationship or whatever it is. What are the signs know? of a fuck boy? Like, and, and I'm thinking of like some kind of horror film where you're like, you know, find out that you're like the dude's an alien or something. What are the classic signs of being a fuck boy? Or, and what are the things that you're like, what do they, what do men try to hide that you're like, I see what you're doing there. You know, like what are, what are those classic things that all women deal with and men too? Um, I will say that I think that anyone younger that I have like gone on dates with, I just know I'm like, you're a young, like guy, as much as you say that, like you, like, you know, whatever you're looking for, like, you're going to want to be single. It's fine. So I feel like that's my number one thing is that sometimes I end up going out with younger guys and I'm like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a defense mechanism. What are we talking? 15, 16? Where are we? How, how young? (laughs) No, like 24. (laughs) Okay. 24, 25. They can buy booze. Okay. I think anything younger than that, I would feel like I'm grooming them. So not, not any younger than that, but, um, but yeah, it's like, I'm like, yeah, you're like, what's the appeal of younger? What's the appeal of younger rather than older? Is it just because nothing young skin older guys don't like me? It's only the younger guys that like me. Older guys don't like me. I don't know what it is. I've tried (laughs) younger guys. Younger guys love me. I don't know like what the deal is there, but it's like, yeah, the 24 year old investment banker is going to be a fuck boy. And I just like, you know, you kind of just learn those things and like, it doesn't make them a bad person. That's like why I defend Luke. It's like, I've made great connections with fuck boys and it's like, it's fine if they, if is there you know, a fuck boy LinkedIn somewhere where it's just find a <laughs> fuck boy in your area? No, it's like, I've been guilty of being like a fuck girl in the past. I'm sure. Like, it's like, sometimes you just are going to want to be like a player. There's nothing inherently evil about it. As long as you know, you don't mislead people. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a whole like long spiel about no, like but I think, know, things, things that I'm working through in therapy. But see, I think that, that, cause that seems to be what every, I mean, every person I deal with like is dealing with relationship stuff. And I want to, I'm curious about has the pandemic changed dating habits and changed fuckboy habits? Have they gone oh, like. I'm way more, I'm just pickier now. I would well, rather But I'm wondering if men are the same. I'm wondering if men are like, I really learned to commune with nature of the pandemic and I just want a special lady, you know, like, yeah, and not like 10 I, special ladies. I would so much rather be alone than be with someone that like I can't stand or someone that's like not right like I like being alone I love like the pandemic taught me like I like being alone watching shows like I'm happy doing that there is something nice I have to say I was just talking about this with my my friend last week was that you know coming from being married and stuff and then like there is something very nice at the end of the night it is sometimes lonely but I get to watch whatever show I want I don't have to turn the tv off if I don't want to like there is something nice of like I don't like I can go to bed for, for better or worse with myself and that's it. And I, you know, like there is something really nice in that at times, of course, sometimes it does get lonely and you wish, you know, somebody was there, but uh, you know, I don't know. It, it is an interesting thing as you get older and think about that, you know, and plus, you know, like, you know, like I don't have to clean my room then, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I love it. Like, I'd be so happy. Like, and obviously, you know, like family, I was raised in a really like close, big family. So family is very important to me. Eventually, yes, I will want to make a family of my own. But in the meantime, I feel like I'm so happy just being alone. Like, I don't need I don't need to like surround myself with someone that like I'm in, like, you know what I mean? I'm just pickier yeah. now. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't desperately like not like, oh, my God, I'm like, I've been single for like, you know, almost a year now. I need to like 
get a new boyfriend. Like, I'm just like, no, like if someone fits into my life, then great. If not great. It is weird though. I mean, and I think you get into these kind of phases, like this is definitely a work phase for me of like with the podcast and stuff yeah. where, you know, you don't even, you don't even think about it like you used to. Like there have been moments where I've just been in like a panic of like, well, do I, am I just alone for the rest of my life? Or like, or, or, you know, like who do, like, who is the person that's going to come around and like knock you on your, you know, socks or who is worth uh, settling down again? Or who at this point, who even is going to understand what I do, you know, like th that is the thing of like, how do you explain all this housewives merchandise I have? Like, how do you explain any of this? So it is nice sometimes to be like, well, I don't have to worry about it at all. Yeah. Like I can just be a lot, you know, I can just talk into this void, you know? Yeah. I will uh, say though, that, that what we do, like explaining what I do is really hard. Sometimes I'm like, well, I'm my full-time job, but then I'm also like, I freelance. Right. And I also like go on a podcast once a week and I talk about pop culture and like, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's so much more interesting than, is that know. a, is that a, is that an underwear dropper for the men when they hear uh, you do a podcast? They're like, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah. boner alert. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, what do you talk about? I'm like nothing that you would even care about. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a weird foreign language that you can speak, you know, and, and there are like a lot of people that know the foreign language, but then there's a lot of people that have no idea. Yeah. And this one guy, like a huge Yankees fan or whatever. And he was like, yeah, Abrod, like, that's my boy, favorite player of all time. And I'm like, you should come on the pod. <laughs> Yeah, but see, that's great because that's the only sports I know is that you can do A-Rod to J-Lo or even I could do Derek Jeter with Minka Kelly back in the day. Like yeah. the sports I knew were, being, you know, Tony Romo with Jessica Simpson. Like I knew sports in that way or even like Kendall the hockey players, Mike Booker. Fisher, Mike, Mike Fisher. Uh, wasn't he with Carrie uh, Underwood? Yeah, Carrie Underwood. Or Mike couple, Palmer and Hillary, Hillary Duff. Duff. Those Duff. Are the only yeah, Hillary, that's right. Hillary Duff was one. Yeah, yeah, that's how I know my sports. Um Speaking of relationships and what women are looking for, there is a new show on Netflix, folks, a uh, new limited series called Sex Life. Oh, my God. It's so and bad. let me just cut to the chase just so you guys don't have to. On the third episode, the guys, the, this is talking about character development. The guy's got a huge dong. So if you want to see a huge dong, go to the third episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge song. What did you, what did you think of the it show? Was, it was apparently a prosthetic, but yeah, I don't think was, it was like, can you imagine the casting for that must have 12 inch dong? They, and yeah, they should have picked a different actor because he sucked. He sucked. It was the worst acting, the worst writing, the most unlikable characters, the worst decisions, just the worst show I've you ever know, watched. I watched the, every um, second. The girl, do you know the girl and the guy uh, are engaged in real life now? Yeah, apparently. I, I saw that. But like, I, I, still didn't even, it... I was surprised. They didn't even think they had like great chemistry on the show. I just thought that she was so unlikable. Her character. I'm like, your decisions are so fucking stupid. She she treated her kids like they were just like an afterthought. Like it was never, it was like, it was all about her having sex all the time. And I'm like, you have a newborn baby that you're breastfeeding. <laughs> like that's, that's what I, she literally had a newborn baby. And I love how they like flash forwarded, like at the end of the movie and the baby was still like a newborn. It was just like the worst show. Well, when they show the guy's dong, you, you hear uh Harry Hamlin go, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Um, 
but I do love the big dong discourse that women always have and men, of course, um, is that it, you know, I love that even from a little kid on elementary school, you always heard about big penises. You always heard about, you know, that was like this status of power, big, you know, and it follows you for the rest of your life, not follow, you know, like it, not follows me in particular, but I'm saying it follows just men in particular. The penis discourse is it's still raging. I mean, we saw it on Beverly Hills with Garcelle, two episodes in a row. Anything in pop culture, usually, and it's usually bad writing, will do a lot of like, you know, big penis jokes. Like Sex in the City was just Samantha going, is he well hung? You know? Except when Samantha had that guy that was too well endowed. Yeah. <laughs> I I just think it's I mean, do we have, I mean, is there, I got to tell you though, it's like, I do genuinely believe women go in groups and talk about penises. I do, but I will say, and maybe it's just, I have nerdy friends. Like we don't go, uh, my group of friends never talked about like small vaginas. Like we never oh, yeah. talk. Well, men don't do. Okay. So that's a big difference that I've learned over the years between men and women is that women talk to their friends like, oh yeah, we we banged like what was it like <laughs> like was it good like blah 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 like <laughs> girls do that with each other and like we go into detail and like all of that stuff like I know about my friend um like the the getting her you know ass eaten last week like I know the details <laughs> I like just know at all the details of some of my friends and like vice versa and men just do not do that with each other. And like, I, it's just, no. that's like a general difference between, and I love how we talk about locker room talk and there's definitely locker room talk when it yeah. comes to like guys in certain circumstances, but women definitely talk about sex and penises more than men probably talk about sex. And, and by the way, I know men, but I'm not saying, cause like men, like we're, we're gen genuinely assholes in so many ways. I'm just saying that I have not been on a bunch of discourse about like what you've done in the bedroom and what, you know, like, yeah. I think I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face around somebody that told me like they 69, their partner, you know, like I'd be like, oh, yeah, I do not want to hear conversation. Yeah. That's conversation that girlfriends have all the time. We'll be like, Oh, how was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that sex in the city, uh, the, the new TV limited series on HBO Max and uh, started filming this week. And we got the first promotional photo of, uh, you know, of the three ladies sans Samantha. So Kim Cattrall has uh, always said she would not do a third movie and is not doing this TV series. I believe she's training to go into space instead. But her and she really, really hates Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall. But so we got that first image released on the New York streets. What did what did that mean to you? Did that did that mean anything to you? It, it got me really excited. Like I am. You did okay. Okay. I sometimes pretend that the second movie didn't happen. Um, so bizarrely bad. Like it's so. It was so bad. So I like to pretend that movie didn't happen. But I want to hear. You know, I want the update. I want to see also the teenage children. Like the the kids are going to be like Brady is going to be a teenager. Like um, Lily and Rose, like I'm excited to see that. Um, I think Miranda, I got one ball. I'm Steve. Oh, is that supposed to be Steve? That's a perfect Steve. What do you that mean? Sounded, we do it again. It sounded Australian at first. I've got a <laughs> Miranda. I've got one ball. Yeah, <laughs> Miranda. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for that. Like I'm excited for big and see, and I, I think Aiden is going to be back. So like, oh my that's God. but I Aiden know. was in the second movie and it sucked. I mean, it was not, Imagine, it's like the sex life girl. It's like, just fucking make a decision already. Why does this have to go on for decades? Like just make a fucking decision. You're so, well, it's, I mean, it's scary. I think it should scare other women about their lives. Like I'm going to be dealing with like a big and Aiden for the rest of my life. You know? Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck um, that. Do we think, how are they going to, I mean, the Kim Cattrall thing, I, I really am curious how they're going to, like, it would be great if they just keep saying she's like overseas or, or like she got yeah. fucked to death or she got COVID. She got or she got, well, I say, you know, like, I mean, I, you, how do you explain somebody that, because the reality of a friend group situation is sometimes you just fall out with friends. I just wonder if they're going to let her go gracefully or if they're going to do something painfully embarrassing to the character. You know, I mean, I get really scared. It's going to be COVID. Oh, I really hope not. I don't want COVID to be part of like the sex in the city universe. Like the new gossip girl. I think they thought they were doing something by that's actually on my list to talk to you about the gossip girl. Yeah. But like, they like talked about lockdown in the first episode. I'm like, you're, this is so stupid. Like, let's just pretend it didn't happen. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Well, by but, the way, I mean, because that is escapism to me is pretending that this doesn't exist. Like, yeah. that is, and you can still be super dramatic. Like, escapism is just me escaping what has happened this last year and a half. You know, like, that's, you just don't right. mention it. Right. And also so many of the things in the new Gossip Girl were like, so like, I couldn't believe them, but then it wanted to be really realistic with like the COVID mention. It was just stupid. Well, so that's another HBO Max show is the new, the reboot of Gossip Girl. And folks, it is the coolest thing that you will ever watch. It wears its coolness on its sleeve and it's fluid teens with like, I mean, it is, it is, you know, it's a bad, well, okay. I'm sure it's, I'm sure like, it's not like the original, the original is sacred to a lot of people. And I have a feeling maybe this will get there and it depends on how the casting is, you know, and we've only seen one episode of this, but one of the lines, just to give you a litmus test on where this is, 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 uh, is said, we're, we're supposed to, we're supposed to send these kids out Barack Obama's not Brett Kavanaugh's. And I was like, Oh Jesus. And the weird thing is spoiler alert. They let you know who gossip girl is immediately. And it's the teachers. It is the teachers in the show. And the head teacher is played by, uh, what's her name from Rookie? Um, who's that actor? Oh, Tavi. Tavi, Tavi Gevinson. Kelvinson or Gevinson. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is that I, Tavi, like she's really, Tavi, she's really cool in real life, but I just don't think she has the acting chops to play what I think this part is supposed to be, which is like a comic tour de force potentially. And for me, it's just not, I don't know if she has that in her. I guess we'll see just not the first episode, but I do think it was funny because they brought like, you know, bisexuality into it. They brought like, I don't know, like here they volunteer all the time. And they, they, woke rich kids and they talked about how uh olivia jade got more followers when Lori laughlin went to jail like it, it's peppered with kind of those you know kind of little examples i don't know i couldn't it i mean it did make me miss nyc prep the one season wonder from bravo I that i loved but i mean what did you think you're you're hipper than i am my most favorite line ever from nyc prep what that i still quote Oh, that's funny because when I'm tired, I call my. Oh, friend. yeah. She looked like uh, that was what was PC's best yeah. friend? 
Jesse or something. Jesse, she looked like a proud lion all the time. Yeah, so like, oh my God. Um, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, it was terrible. The writing, I just thought the writing and the acting were so bad. It wasn't just Tavi, like all of the acting was terrible to the point where it's like, this is obviously like a dream job for so many young actors. And also the actors like versus the Gossip Girl characters when the first Gossip Girl aired were like 20 years old. These actors are like 27. So they're like way older. But it's like, why is everyone so wooden? Didn't you think yeah. you're, you're, you have acting, you're an actor, yeah. Ryan. Don't you know, mm -hmm. like, like, weren't they also wooden? They were wooden because, I mean, really, basically, they were not doing any kind of performances. You know, with them, it's like kind of when you tell extremely good looking people, just don't do anything. Just get out of the just get out of your way. Like you just say the lines and the lines weren't amazing. So I think the lines usually are supposed to do the heavy lifting for good looking people because uh, like a. Uh, a good line on a great looking person that like just let just says it is perfect. If you have yeah. a bad line and a good looking bad actor, you're not going to save it that much. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's uh, interesting. I think we'll only know with more episodes, but it is interesting. I love the social media aspect of watching a show uh, premiere and hear people's thoughts and stuff. And a lot of people were, you know, Oh, this is shit. This is shit. And then today I was looking and, and some people were like, oh, I can't stop thinking about that guy from gossip girl. And it is funny how those little whisper campaigns start. It, it is. It's, it's, it's like people saying they like Scott and Amelia together. It's, it's interesting to see if, you know, who knows, maybe this gossip girl will be huge in the end. It just didn't strike me. It just struck me as a lot of flash, but I was trying to compare it to the first one. Did we know the first one was amazing after the first episode? Well, I read the books. I read all of the Gossip Girl books way before the show even like was cast. So I, I read the books picturing like my own Blair and Serena, which is funny. And the books were so much better. So right away, we knew that Gossip Girl was a smash. I feel like I remember I was in high school when it premiered. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like with this one, I watched the, the pilot we already know who Gossip Girl is. It's the teachers, which also is fucked up. Why is the teacher taking a picture of a 14-year-old and putting it on the internet? The 14-year-old getting dressed. Like, that's <laughs> child porn. That's, I don't, why are we, like, uh, and someone actually tweeted at the Gossip Girl Twitter about that. They were like, like, what the fuck? And then the Gossip Girl account was like, and we'd do it again. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I'll do it again. And I, I feel like after watching the pilot, there's no part of me, like, I'm going to watch the rest of the show, but there's no part of me that's like, oh my God, I'm in the edge of my seat. Like, I'm like, what, what am I even watching for? Like, what, what mystery did the pilot leave us off on? I guess, yeah. I guess I want to see what happens with the two sisters fighting over the boyfriend. But like, even that I'm like, okay. But even the parents, like, I love today's version of what a new york parent would be you know yeah, it's like they look like they're so young also oh, totally and that's why i'm like I, i'm just i i was trying to think about like when i was growing up watching like 90210 and then i remember like reading a fact of like you know brandon and uh, shannon doherty and jason Priestley's dad and that was like 38 when he got the part and i was like in my head watching it as a kid i thought the man was in his 70s or something i was like you know just like when you're young you have no i mean i still have no concept of age but it yeah. really scares me what tv you're just like holy shit well it's funny like um watching the original gossip girl i was in high school so yeah i was like these people are my age and now i'm like the age of the teachers but um it's also like when you watch like a disney channel original movie like as an adult 
and you're like, wait, why did I think the the guy <laughs> in this movie was so fucking sexy? And he's like a 12 year old boy. I had the biggest crush on like, you know, the luck of the Irish. Do you remember that movie? And, and Smart House. <laughs> yes, Smart House. Smart House, by the way, I have heard so many um, people talk about Smart House in my life. Like that yeah, movie really I traveled. Um, oh, did I lose you? Wait, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, totally. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought I was- yeah, Smart House is just like, yeah, a uh, classic. And I thought the guy was so hot. And now as an adult, I'm like, wait, he's 12. Well, speaking of that, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, everybody's crush from uh, back in the day. So all of a sudden he was spotted in Hollywood walking his dog with like, you know, he was vaping, of course. And he looks, I mean, he looked so like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, it just shows you that a certain age is like the perfect age for a person. Like Jonathan Taylor Thomas peaked when he was like 15, obviously, because now he looks like a weird looking 33 year old. He's just like, he looks just kind of smushed face and you're like, oh yeah, that's him. He's a lot older. Yeah. A lot of child actors grow up into average looking adults, which is kind of unfortunate. That's what I'm banking on. I pray, I pray to, I pray, little baby Jesus, please make all these child stars ugly when they grow up. I pray to, I pray to God for that. Haley Joel Osment. Did you watch Silicon Valley? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy when him and that showing up? Yeah, so he's in that and he's obviously, you know, the schlubby like Silicon yeah. Valley programmer. Like he's not, you know, a hunk at all. But um, yeah, it's interesting because he was like so cute when he was little. I know, but it is fun. I mean, it is funny what girls will like really hang their hats on. Like Jonathan Taylor Thomas back in the day to a lot of my female friends was it. So to see that it makes them face their youth and like also potentially go, what is wrong with me that I thought that was like who I wanted to marry, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of like, yeah. Um, freaking like teenage Disney Channel original movie stars that now it's like, you know, they could hit on me and I would reject them. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, <laughs> well, so, I mean, this, and this is a painful, well, not painful. I'm trying to say this out of strength, but I, I wanted to let you know, Sophie, that I am coming out as multi. Um, I am multi, I'm multi-nationality and I was always raised... Um, as uh, white Anglo-Saxon, of course, and then a Floridian, secondly, of course. Um, no, but of course I'm talking about um, Hilaria Hysterical Baldwin popped back in the news this week because this girl just can't get out. This girl is must just be insane, you guys. Of course, we had all the stuff, the Hilaria news, which is really why I started talking to Sophie in the first place, because of all of her Hilaria Baldwin work over the holidays. But she came she came back very strongly this week on her Instagram, where she had a picture of her daughter and some painting, and then told this really touching story about a trans boy that is no longer with us. And then you know, you're like, okay, well that that's beautiful. And then she compares it to herself and being multi being brought up multi multinationality. And it was very confusing and hard for her and her family. And so basically she compared this trans boy story to her fake story of being multinational when that's not true. She was raised in a rich girl in Boston, but she also then brought sexuality into the conversation and is saying she identifies as multi, like it's an LGBTQ kind of a a thing. And it's just, it is so far beyond 
ridiculous. I don't even know how, I mean, you are the hilarious scholar. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's absurd. It's absurd that she's still holding on to this, like absurd. And but I think why? she, she was almost out on the other side of this. Someone, someone actually replied to my tweet when I tweeted about it and they made a good point because someone was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? And someone was like, it's narcissistic, like sociopathic rage. It's like, she, like no one believes her and she is so angry that like she's been made a laughing stock that she's like making herself the victim. It's just bizarre. She has like so many personality disorders and I feel really bad for her kids. And also the way that she like, sexualizes breastfeeding is so disturbing and like normal that, that part that part i actually like but i'm joking oh my God. i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking I'm joking she uses them i know you are but she uses them as props and like smushes them against her it's like very very unhinged behavior and like she's always like raph like one of their sons he's like so unhappy like he doesn't like being like photographed and she's always like shoving the camera in his face <laughs> It's yeah, you feel you, like it's, it's YouTube behavior. It's it's that uh, what's that one family I hate on you? The Brants, the Brants, or the Cole LeBrant, the, the, the oh, LeBrants, the LeBrants. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she's just like extremely deranged, and yeah, it's it's gonna sink Alec. I think it's sinking Alec's career along oh, with her. Well, that's it's exactly like the Dua Lipa thing, Sophie. Where I was saying, I think I tweeted on Friday where I was just saying. What a, what a great ruse Alec has of marrying somebody that more annoying than him, because it reminds you of how annoying Alec Baldwin is, too. Now, here is somebody that is so fucking talented. The man is such a good actor, such a good mimic, such a, just a really, really, really funny actor and just a good actor. And if that's all he did, he would be a legend. Yeah. But he opens that big yapper of his and like he I align with him politically and I still don't like him. I still think he is such a long like just a, a big gas of wind that I really wish just would shut the F up sometimes. And the two of them together, it's like the Justice League of annoying where it like she she posted with a black and white of him and Alec. And she said, one day I'll share with you all the things he teaches me. And I'm like, I don't, nobody's asking you to shit. Like, I don't want any, I don't need to know what he taught you. Yeah, like, like if anything, I'm better off without Alex's advice. Like, I mean, just all the things, like gross, you guys. Like, just just yeah. have your relationship and call it a day. Like the fact that they're, they're doing a podcast now. Yeah, they have a podcast now. And I think people like actually bombarded, like they have all like one-star reviews on their podcast. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Really See, that's kind of like, you know, let people be, I mean, I don't agree with leaving bad reviews on podcasts, hint, hint, but I, I just think they are so like, why want to suck up all the oxygen in the room? Like that's just their life. But to, to come out as multi, like, I didn't know you could like, at what point do we stop? At what point do we stop with these things? Like, uh, you know, sexuality is a different thing than identifying like nationalities. Like at a certain point it is what it is and you can't make it differently. You know, like, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's offensive because being of a certain nationality or growing up, like actually multicultural or, you know, in two different, you know, cultures or whatever it is, that is difficult. She did not have that upbringing. So she can't act like she knows like actually what that's like you know yeah. like you can't appropriate those struggles because she did it, it's like the rachel dolezal thing if i'm saying that right 
the woman that pretended. Oh, the the famous African American teacher. Yeah, the woman that pretended the white woman <laughs> that pretended to be black. Yeah, and you know, at least she was just you know trying to help the community at the NAACP, which is I think where she worked. I think maybe could be getting the details wrong. Hilaria has just been like scamming and generating an income and identity by appropriating. So she's almost like worse than Rachel. And they're obviously both awful, but like, yeah, you can't, you can't appropriate the struggles of another culture because you do not. That's, that's also, it's a similar thing. Like, I feel like there are a lot of people, I mean, it's not the same, but there are just a lot of people on, on Twitter that cosplay as Jewish and just like we'll decide to be Jewish they're like oh well I'm like you know I'm gonna convert so I have Jew in my bio now I'm like no is that Leah McSweeney like yeah exactly but like people yeah and if you go through the full conversion yes you're 100% Jewish but like it's the people that just decide that they're like one thing and I'm like no no you can't just appropriate our culture is not a costume but you also don't want to turn the word identify into a joke. You don't want to strip identify of all its meaning. You know, like I was like, my my nephew was like saying he identified as a uh, 747 Boeing plane a couple weeks ago. And, you know, like he's an interesting kid. But, you know, like part of it was like, he, and he actually was, he really loves planes. But I was just like, that's wild. It is such in their vernacular about identification and about gender and about all this, all of these things that I had no concept of as when I was his age. But at the same time, you want to teach them respect for these things and that they actually do matter that these, you know, there are people out there that really identification really does matter to them or, or there are trans people or, or, or non-binary things that actually make them able to live in this world a little easier. And then you have somebody like Hilaria co-opting it and making kind of a mockery of it where like, I'm like, is Hilaria the thing that's going to turn me into a Republican? Like, it's like in- insane. Yeah. It's actually wild. It's but where wild. does it stop? Like, where does it stop? I mean, if she feels comfortable enough. And then all of a sudden I saw her, of course, limit comments because it wasn't going her way. Oh yeah. No, she's had her comments limited for since this all happened, but she still posts like a million Instagram stories a day because she thinks people care about her like boring stupid like life like she just she really needs to be the center of attention at all times and it's very bizarre I have people like people sometimes confuse views and likes and all that stuff as somebody really as people interested in what you're doing but there's a really fine line a lot of the people that I've like watched their stories of is because I've been told to go over that somebody's unhinged or like like totally losing the like or you know it's like how Caroline Calloway's existence you're like oh go watch this girl like what a flaming train wreck and you go over and watch them and I think they confuse that as some kind of power and maybe it is momentarily but overall you're setting yourself up for this lifetime of like being a weird social media clown or being clowned on. And I think people really do confuse that like, Oh, people love watching my journey. And it's like, no, people want, people love a train wreck. You know, people love car crashes, you know? Well, a lot of this unhinged behavior and I'm thinking of Hilaria and Caroline Calloway in particular, it's like, they are actual narcissists. I'm sorry. They are. I shouldn't be diagnosing people I've never met, but from the behavior I've witnessed, it's very narcissistic and narcissists need attention no matter whether it's positive or negative. So Hilaria has not found herself in the news lately for good things. Like when it comes, she used to, you know, the paparazzi shots and like super mom, Hilaria, like she, they would stage photo shoots with all the kids all the time. And like, she loved getting in the news about like normalizing this on Instagram or doing yoga with her, but it's like, no one's writing about her like that anymore because she's a joke. 
and she needs to get attention any way she can. So, you know, maybe it's like she's happy. She's just getting attention. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> consider. Remember when Alec was like, consider the source. Consider the source. Consider the source. That's all I'll say. Consider the source. Um, well, Caroline Calloway, of course, she is selling her snake oil uh, at a very, you know, reasonable $75 a bottle. I said I, I would get one for the podcast if you wanted to try it. Um, oh, no. No, if you wanted it for science. Oh, you don't like good skin. You don't like, she always looks like she's like in a vat of oil. Um, It's so disgusting. And she showed herself mixing. So it's literally, she bought some bottle of like grapeseed oil or something off Amazon because it was in the background. (laughs) It was probably like $10. And now she's selling each bottle of this repackaged. And she posted like the, the teardrop, um, like serum thing like the bottles that they're in the teardrop are just like on the ground she's just like with her bare grimy hands like yeah there was like a, a cat hair in the bottle and yeah, stuff cat hairs in the bottle. It's that's like, good luck you pay extra for that if you put that on your face like i don't know what to tell you what if kendall jenner comes out as the face of snake oil as if and and Chris is Chris is like she's very brave. Um, the Carolyn Calloway thing is very fascinating, and I talked about her a little bit on the podcast this week, and people warned me of like, um, you could probably get her on the podcast if you wanted, and I was like, I don't, yeah, no, I I'm not I'm not going to reach out, but I. With her, she would just repeat her same line. She'd be like, I went to Cambridge and Natalie, and I, I survived the cut article. I survived the yeah. cut. Well, so there was a new article on her this week, and she's very excited about this article because it just, but it always sounds like, and this is just me getting older, it just always sounds like too much work to hang out with her. I, oh. I remember being in love with a couple girls like that that were just, to me, I was like, well. What a whirling dervish. Oh my God. Just what a, what a tornado of activity and bizarreness and art and all that stuff. And then you realize that it's all just fake bullshit in the, the yeah. end, you know, like it's all just. It's all a facade because she needs to be the center of attention. So she's, oh, if you read that article, she's like painting on the sidewalk. Yeah. So she's a, she disappeared. We found her painting at the Russian tea room or some bullshit. Yeah. Like you that. can't like, she can't be at a party and just be normal. Like she has yeah. to be carrying books or carrying her cat. She brought, she used to bring her cat to fucking parties. I think people finally told her to stop because that's like abuse. But um, <laughs> yeah, she always has to be doing something weird. Like she's just like, oh, and it's all empty. There's nothing to her. That's all it is, is like, the oh, look how quirky I am painting on the sidewalk. That's all there is. I want to, yeah, yeah. Talk to me when you've thrown up an ampersand, Caroline. Well, it's like, I'm also the type of person where I'm throwing up in a bar. Yes. But I also can have a conversation and act like a normal person and ask someone about themselves and have like yeah. a deep conversation with someone. Like she is just an empty, like it's sad. Like, Have you ever bumped into her on the streets of uh, NYC? No. Weirdly not. Like weirdly not. And yeah, I don't really like, I don't think that I would say anything or like acknowledge her even if that happened. Um, but yeah, it would be weird. That would be like very strange, like seeing her out in the wild. Two final stories. Uh, this is a, a good news one. Um, it's at least all you kids seem to really enjoy. This is, uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland are officially maybe a couple They're They were spotted making out a couple of times. They're sharing meals, all the things that we do in our relationships, they seem to be doing. And this seems to be a source of great inspiration for the youth of America. Or where do you fall in the Zendaland debate? Zendaland. 
Um, yeah, they're a cute couple. I know that they've been like, you know, an item for on and off for a long time. Well, I thought she was dating Good Lordy before uh, Crawford, before uh, Gerber did, Kaya Gerber. Yeah, I, I, I remember she was with Jacob Lordy for like a hot minute. Yeah. She yeah. Was. But they, uh, yeah, they've been on and off, but yeah. He's just so tiny. I mean, she's tiny too, but he's just yeah. so tiny. Like he's those short, tiny guys. He's like he's a hot short guy. Hot short? Is that is is that a hort? What a hot short? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's. I guess he's a, he's a good looking kid. He's clean cut. You know. Yeah. No, he's hot for sure. Well, you know, let's go. He's hot. Hey. I mean, yeah. Wait. You want the you want like the straight woman perspective? Sometimes here you go. <laughs> this face it, buddy. He's yeah, face hot. it. Um. That's the truth. You know. Finally, in the um the the, the this feels like. This will be continually the song of the summer in terms of free Britney. We are uh, we had Madonna come out this week standing up for Britney, which is what we do need is more pop stars, I guess, speaking out on of the, on this. We have so many developments in this case. Britney has finally hired an actual lawyer uh, since her longtime one, Sam Ingram, uh, left the, uh, you know, the conservatorship. Uh, he seems like a real douchebag that was collecting what, like three quarters of a million dollars every year for like yeah. literally just imprisoning her. So she's hired a really, really good attorney for this. And we'll see what happens. I guess the next trial or the next uh, court appearance for Brittany will be July 14th or 17th, I think. And she um, should be appearing yeah, sometime in July. Um, but uh, I don't know, like the more I get into this, it just really is. Um, it just, like I, I'd say every week, I don't like to believe in conspiracy theories, but it, there really does seem to be something very dark happening here. And yeah, I, yeah, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's like the this is how it happens. Like it, this happens to people. It's just the fact that she is like a very high profile person. Like it's yeah, it's really fucked up, fucking sad. Um, hopefully, we can celebrate Britney being freed soon because it's not fair that you know. I just think about how much joy Britney has brought so many people. Like she's brought us so much joy over the years and so much like light and just fun. And yeah, I mean, Britney has been like a staple in my life, my entire life. Can you imagine if Britney does get free, the parties that will happen, like West Hollywood will cease yeah. to exist. Um, oh, I'm going to be in LA. Next yes. That's, that's what I was just, I remember I was like, yeah, we, we got a party. I know. Seriously. Um, but Yeah. I just think it's really fucked up how someone who has brought us so much joy is, you know, it's, it sucks. Like just sitting back and being like, yeah, this poor innocent person who does not deserve this. Mm. Well, we will keep you updated with all of that. Oh, and also I forgot to say Erica Jane, of course, not uh, her contract with Fenty. Uh, Rihanna's company oh, has yes. not been renewed. Rihanna always making the right decisions. Yes. Um, so I was excited. I mean, I hate to work against somebody, but I don't think she deserves that contract if she's going to be how she is in social media. But I am curious if Rihanna is always on the cutting edge. I'm hoping that we get a Rihanna Kathy Hilton follow pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, we can probably count on it. Rihanna has good taste. Oh, um, Real Houses of Potomac premieres tonight, Sophie. I know, Season six so premieres. Good. I need to set my DVR. And I've decided it's a clean slate for all the ladies. I'm giving everybody a pass. We are all starting even, even though Candace is a horrible person. I am going to treat her evenly, even though I dislike her very much. I will treat her like I just very even. She starts at zero for me. Yeah, it's hers to lose. 
We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Sophie, what do you got going the rest of the day? Are you just, is it a casual day? I'm going out to dinner, which is why I need to record Potomac, but I'm, I need to watch it. So those are my priorities. You guys go support Sophie at all of her social medias. Uh, All of her writing will be there. And especially when she comes up with something new, it'll be there. Um, And uh, anything else happening this week? Coming to LA. You'll see, uh, you'll potentially see us together, which will be exciting for you guys. And uh, oh my God. Wait, does that mean we could potentially record together or? Yes. Wait. So I need to let you know when my flight Sunday is, but I was going to say. Yeah. Early in the day, Sunday we can. That would be uh, that would be hysterical. Yes. Yes. I could bring you drinks and uh, and send you to the airport. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll <laughs> okay. So if, uh, I will talk to you later. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Brian. Bye. Hey. Betches.